0: What's up, everybody? Ryan Satin here, and I bet you are looking at this in your podcast feed, and you are saying to yourself, "What is this? This isn't this isn't an interview. Who? Where's the WWE superstar on this week?" Well, don't be confused. I am still going to have my weekly show as usual, like you've seen on the podcast feed. The theory episode is there, but let me take you back a little bit. You know, when I started out of character a little bit over a year ago one of my purposes was a personal journey i really wanted to test myself i really thought that i could do long-form interviews that people would find interesting and i wanted to test myself to see if i could actually do that it was in my head but i needed it to actually happen in real life and so far you've all seemed to enjoy the show another goal i've had is doing the solo podcast you know for so long i did wrestling sheet radio for five years or whatever it was and I had a group of friends around me to talk about everything that happened in the week with. Or when I started at Collider, I had Roca there to argue with about Raw and SmackDown. And for those of you who listen to those shows, you know that the two of us really butted heads. We rarely agreed on things, and that was the fun part of you for you guys was to listen to us argue it out each week and see which one of you guys see which one of us you guys agreed with but now I want to try something different. Uh, if you listen to my interview with Corey Graves on of Character, I think it was maybe like six months ago, I talked to him about doing a solo podcast and how it was something that I was always really afraid of doing, you know, sitting alone, talking to yourself, not having friends to argue with, or having someone to take your side and agree with you. It's a little bit of a challenging thing to do, uh, but I really want to try it out. So when my When the powers that be at Fox Sports asked me if I thought that I could do a solo podcast where I talk about Raw or I talk about SmackDown each week, I I jumped at the opportunity because I really wanted to try this and see if I could talk about each show and not feel like an absolute lunatic talking to myself because I'm not talking to myself. I'm technically talking to every single one of you that is listening to me on this podcast. It's a personal thing, but I... I have to do it alone, apparently. So let's do this. Let's get into this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. It kicked off with Miz TV featuring Paul Heyman, and there was some money in the bank talk and hype for Riddle versus Reigns on Friday night SmackDown. In a few days, at the end of the week, on Fox, make sure you're watching it. That's going to be a huge match. We haven't seen Roman Reigns defend the universe, the undisputed universal championship, both those belts since he won at WrestleMania, and now Riddle is going to be the first challenger. And they added a pretty big stipulation on top of it this week. So now we learned that this match was happening last Friday, but Paul Heyman said during this segment that he went to the powers that be in WWE and he made this happen for the tribal chief. This is the step this is the stipulation they added. If Riddle loses the match, he'll never receive another title shot against Roman again. Now, before before we get into Riddle coming out and what he said, I wanna talk about that a little bit because that is kind of a big deal. Right now, Riddle does seem to be on the up and up. He's really showing everyone that he has what it takes to be a top guy in WWE, or I should say a top talent in WWE, because right now obviously Roman is the top guy but Riddle does seem to have what it takes to be a top talent in singles in WWE so the fact that they're adding this stipulation is kind of crazy because I wouldn't think that they would that they would stunt Riddle's uh, uh ascent up the card so soon because I don't think that he is gonna beat Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship especially you know, on TV, that's not something that we've seen happen. Like I said, we haven't seen Roman Reigns defend the championship, both those belts, since WrestleMania. So if he were to lose it on Fox for the, you know, for, you know, for all the marbles against Riddle, that would be a huge deal. And so uh, while the match is big, I do feel like it, it, the, the likelihood of Riddle winning this match, it's not very high. The Roman's most likely gonna win he is the top of the mountain in WWE right now and I think that if he was gonna lose the belt one of the belts both the belts I think they would have to put a lot more effort into it right now so we're gonna see what happens obviously it's a huge match something that you gotta tune in for I am super excited I'm a huge fan of Riddle I'm a huge fan of Roman Reigns I'm excited to see Roman Reigns on the show again feels like it's been a little while since we've seen him and yes Riddle and Roman you know there has been a good little feud that's been built up between them, so I really am interested to see the blow off here between the two of them. Now, Riddle came out during Miz TV, and one thing I noticed here, and they brought it up later in the show, was as much as Riddle was being his fun self, at a certain point, he really turned it on, and we got to see a fire from him that we don't normally see in the ring. You know, Normally, he's his lighthearted self, he's making jokes, but this time, he was angry. He was very angry about what had happened to him in the past the way he was being you know overlooked and i thought that that fire from riddle when he gets angry is exactly what is needed from his character at this point that's what the higher ups want from top talent and he's showing he has that second and third gear so i really like that he is showing it more as he finally gets this you know undisputed universal title shot and we'll see what happens uh but i think roman is still gonna win this match moving on Montez Ford versus Jimmy Uso was the next match, and with Cody Rhodes being injured, and there seeming to be a lack of babyfaces on the roster in singles competition, I know a lot of people have been talking about if Montez Ford can be one of those people who breaks out from the pack and becomes one of the next singles superstars. I think it's a great question. I don't know if the power, you know, if the, if the higher ups in WWE are gonna pull the trigger on that yet because. For the past few months, the the Street Profits have really been building up this serious side. You know, they used to be much more uh, of jokers and joking around and kidding, but lately they've been really serious. And I think that they're really building up this serious streak, and they've really helped mold how they're viewed. And so, I still think there's too much life left in the Street Profits as a money making tag team, and a lot of work has been built up into making them the next team that possibly beats the Usos for the undisputed tag team championships. So I don't think the time is now to pull the trigger on Montez being a single superstar quite yet, but man, each time he's in a match, he impresses. This was a great match. Like always when he's in a match, um, but Jimmy Uso took the win here and, uh, the feud continues. Next there was a Seth Rollins interview. Seth's talking about what he did, with Cody Rhodes and the attack with the sledgehammer that's now officially putting Cody Rhodes out of action. He's not going to be part of Money in the Bank, they said. Uh, But Seth Rollins says that Cody is a virus that's been plaguing WWE since WrestleMania and that sometimes you have to make unpopular decisions. Uh, He says he takes pride in what he did and the American nightmare is over. He also says that he wants to win Money in the Bank again to top his greatest cash-in. Of all time, we'll talk about this a little more. Obviously, there was a match between Seth and AJ. We're gonna get to that, so let's move on. Let's move on to Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch. Now, I know people were not happy that Becky Lynch is in a 24/7 title situation. Last, what was in one last week, but the repeat this week should hopefully make people feel a little better about the situation because. It was going to be Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch, but Becky just beats up Dana before the match begins and says Dana can keep her title. What she wants is money in the bank. Asuka intervenes. Becky leaves. Um, Before I get to Becky now... Saying she wants to get in Money in the Bank. I'm going to talk about this next part and I'm going to lump them all together. We had Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan versus Dewdrop and Nikki ASH. It was a Money in the Bank qualifier. Alexa and Liv advanced after Alexa got the pin on Nikki. Now, let's talk about this. So, I'm guessing based on Becky Lynch saying that she wants to be in Money in the Bank that she's going to be in Money in the Bank. She's on the poster. I'm guessing that she is going to be in Money in the Bank. So uh, I'm just going to act like it's a foregone conclusion that she'll eventually be in this match. Um, I think this is a good way to start things off. I think uh, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, and Liv are all people who you know need something to occupy their time right now, even though Becky Lynch is dealing with Asuka. I'm guessing Asuka is also going to be in the match, and it'll be you know, Alexa, Liv, Becky, Asuka, and, and, and you know, whoever else, just to keep that feud alive within this, and my favorite to win Money in the Bank this year is Alexa Bliss. I think that she was gone for too long, she was doing all these other things with the supernatural, and even though she still has uh, the, the Lily doll that she carries around, she's much more closely resembling the character that she used to play in WWE that had a lot more success, so... In my opinion, I think Alexa's going to win Money in the Bank. But obviously, we're going to have to wait to see how things level out. Um, regarding Becky, though, even though I think that she's going to be in the match, I don't think that she necessarily needs to win Money in the Bank. I would not want her to win Money in the Bank. I don't think she needs it. I think Money in the Bank should go to someone who is going to really help them right now, and I just don't think Becky Lynch needs that. Next, we had Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Ezekiel won via countout, but the huge news here, this was the moment of the night, in my opinion, huge breaking news that happened at the end of this segment. Ezekiel gets on the mic, and he says that next week, Elias will be on Monday Night Raw. His brother Elias is going to be on Monday Night Raw for a concert. I cannot wait to see how they do this. Um Obviously, Elias had the beard before. Ezekiel does not have a beard. Kevin Owens for weeks has been saying that Elias and Ezekiel are the same person. Ezekiel has been steadfast on the fact that he and Ezekiel that he and Elias are different people. I cannot wait to see how they do this. I cannot wait to see how they do this. You know, initially when they were talking about this, I thought to myself, well, man, did they like maybe film something before he shaved off the beard and, you know, made the hair shorter? Did they do something to kind of like, you know, play into this in the future? But the fact that it's gonna be a, a concert makes me think that they're gonna make it look like Elias. So I don't know if they're gonna put a fake beard on him. I don't know if they're gonna be, if they can, <laughs> if there's a convincing enough fake beard. To make that work, I hope there is. I am so excited about this. I've, I've, I have... I uh, have... What's the word I'm looking for? I have... Um, I I hate how much I've enjoyed all this Ezekiel, Elias stuff because it's so ridiculous. and so over the top. But honestly, as a guy who loves ridiculous and over the top, this has honestly been a very fun storyline, a very fun way to start things off for Ezekiel on the, the main roster. And so, I... I'm looking forward to seeing what Ace they have up their sleeve to pull this off and make it work. Obviously, I know it's the same person, so it shouldn't be too difficult. But I just, I hope they can make it as convincing as possible and make it, you know, the beard look like the way it used to, and and it'll be effective. I, I just, I can't wait. It's gonna be good. I, I it's almost. I don't want to get too excited because if it lets, I, I'm almost gonna raise my expectations too high. So I'm gonna move on. But as you can tell, I'm very excited about what happens. Next, we had an MVP cutting a promo on uh, the, on Amos possibly winning Money in the Bank. Then MVP versus Cedric Alexander. MVP wins that one in a squash match real quick. Um, kind of bummed, I think, that Cedric Alexander, uh, I think he's a great talent. I don't know why he keeps just getting squashed or why they don't want to factor him into like maybe doing something with Lashley and you know on the good guy side, but... I just yeah I don't know I just uh I don't know why he's uh what he has to do to to get out of the rut that he is in all right then we had promos from AJ and Seth hyping their money in the bank qualifier match which was up next Rollins wins that by countering a sunset flip so here's what I think about Rollins qualifying for money in the bank it's not that I think it's bad i don't want to make it sound that way because obviously obviously there's a storyline that is pretty built in right here you know rollins winning could obviously be a way to continue seth versus cody once cody returns from injury as well as a way to include roman and in the undisputed universal title i get that it's a built in device storyline device to to mesh it all together somehow in a creative way. I just kind of miss Money in the Bank being for up and coming talent. You know, for so long Money in the Bank was used to help a talent get to the next level in WWE. It always was for, I shouldn't say always, but for the most part, it was really a way to help someone, to help them ascend. You know, give them a year to prove their worth and, you know, and some point in that year either they sit they 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 swim to the top or they sink. I really liked that concept when it came to Money in the Bank. I don't like Money in the Bank when it's all main eventers already, when it's guys that have already been to the top of the mountain. I think that you don't need to use this storyline device for them. You can, you can just argue ways for them to get title shots or be in title contention. I just think that I would rather a match, which happened later in the show, like Mustafa Ali and Chad Gable, be a money in the bank qualifier. I wish that would be something because those are two guys who should be scratching and clawing their way to the top, scratching and clawing their way to a world title. When the, there's no world title on the show, it, people have to be motivated by something. And even though that could be, I guess, Seth and this money in the bank, I just think it should be the younger guys who are motivated by it. Or I shouldn't say younger guys, but the, the guys who are lower on the card who are motivated by it. I think that we've seen Seth cash in money in the bank. Like he said, it's one of the greatest cash-ins of all time. I'd like to see something different from him. I don't want to see Seth Rollins holding the Money in the Bank contract for months. We've seen that already. So, personally, I want to see someone ascend to the top who hasn't already been to the top of the mountain. Someone who really needs it. So, we're going to see what happens. Obviously, Seth is the only one that is qualified so far. But with Seth and Becky both on the poster, it does make me wonder if they are ultimately going to be the two Money in the Bank winners. All right, so then we had Riddle versus Ciampa. And actually, Ciampa got more offense in than I would have expected. I would have expected this to kind of be a squash match like the Cedric Alexander MVP match that happened earlier on the night. But instead, there was a good amount of offense from Ciampa in the beginning. It actually made Champa look like someone who, you know, could... Be taken seriously. So I I liked that they did that with him. Uh, he got some good maneuvers in there. That knee actually was a believable knee fall, uh, n- knee fall, near fall, <laughs> knee fall. That's what happens when I'm talking alone for 17 minutes into a microphone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I, I uh, this was a good match. It wasn't anything like crazy. It was fairly short, but I thought it was a uh, it was good for Chomp- Champa and made Riddle. Still look good in the end. did it make him look like he had to fight too hard to get it. Next, we had a Bianca Belair promo, but Judgment Day, excuse me, The Judgment Day uh, chimed in. They interrupted via video wall and explained their actions in a promo. They talked about how Edge's mission statement was to no longer do what you're told, yet he positioned himself as their leader, telling them what to do, the hypocrite Edge. I like that we didn't see Edge yet. I think this promo was needed. I was waiting for them to follow up on last week's big angle of Finn Bálor becoming the joining the group. I was going to say becoming the new leader, but I actually like that they emphasized in this promo that there is no leader. They are all equals and they are all going to rise up together. I actually kind of like that. It made them all sound like badasses. They looked like they were in a cool new wave band by standing in that dark room in their suits with the purple tint behind them. Uh, Rhea said something about how she had had her teeth knocked out and you could see she had some uh, dental work that was in the process of, of happening with her teeth, but it actually kind of made her look a little more goth with the whatever staples or whatever that she had in her teeth. So uh, in in the end it kind of looked cool. It makes her look even more scary and, and uh, I could see them just kind of sticking with that. It looks very unique. Uh, We had a promo from Theory hyping the pose down later in the night. Then we had the match I talked about earlier. Mustafa Ali versus Chad Gable. Gable wins with the Chaos Theory. Um, Then we had Veer Mahan versus Rey Mysterio. Veer wins via submission. And I got to say, I'm liking Veer. I think, you know, there was the whole Veer's coming for so long, and the joke that was made before, and it almost became, his character almost became a joke before it even started. But since he's been on the roster, since he's officially come to Raw, I feel like they've done a really good job with the way that they have built him up. I think they've done a good job of making him look tough with the local enhancement talent. Now, you know, in the way that he is terrorizing the Mysterio family, and I really think that Veer has potential. I see why they gave this big push to him before his debut. He actually, in the few weeks that we've seen him, you know, since or however long it's been since he showed up on the Raw Romania, he's starting to remind me of Rusev in in his early days in WWE, which is a huge compliment. I loved Rusev right from the start, and Veer Mahan, but Mahan excuse me, has that similar vibe where he's just like very focused intense um wants to make people submit he's using similar moves as Rusev and I got to say I'm liking it I'm liking Veer Mahan I hope that doesn't get me a bunch of hate on the internet I I think other people are thinking the same way as me I think the joke from the Veer Mahan is coming thing has worn off um and yeah I think he's on his way now I don't know if he's going to win a title anytime soon and I will also add on top of that that the, the monster heel that they are building does not seem to have a monster babyface to eventually take them down. It's The top of the card is really filled with, with heels right now, not baby faces. And I do think that's a problem in WWE. I think we need more baby faces right now that are being built strongly because we've got all these really strong heels at the top of the card, but not strong baby faces. And that's what I want to see going forward. I think we really need to see some strong baby faces being built up. Ricochet was not given a shot. Uh, and we need to see it. I, I, Edge is going to get a big return when he comes back. But I just think that, you know, Foresight, if you're looking ahead to the future, they got to make some baby faces. They got to make some people that we're cheering for. Because right now, everyone, all the baby faces have been losing a lot. And I want to get behind a few baby faces. Now, lastly. We've got Lashley. That was hard to say back to get <laughs> back and forth there. Lastly, we've got Theory and Lashley in a pose down. This was fine for what it was, and I'm not sure it should have necessarily been the main event segment. I think that probably should have been AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. I'm not sure why it wasn't. But I'll take this over a talk, so- talk show segment or contract signing any day. It at least feels like they tried to be creative in some way not just rehashing something we have seen a million times and honestly the whole like baby oil in the eyes thing did did actually make me laugh all right since we're talking about theory make sure if you have not listened to it yet go check out this week's out of character with theory we talk a a lot about a lot of stuff that i guarantee you'll find interesting we talk about you know working side by side with vince mcmahon what their first meeting was like. We talk about WrestleMania 38 and how he didn't even know he was going to be interacting with Stone Cold until Stone Cold told him outside of the locker room. There's a lot of good stuff in the interview. It was really fun getting to know theory. So make sure that you go check that out. It's in this podcast feed. Now, if you're in this podcast feed and you're listening to this, you're likely already subscribed. I thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. If you're listening on Apple please leave a review or rating. I appreciate it. It helps the show go up in the charts. It helps people know that if they're going to push play on this, that they're going to find it interesting. They're going to enjoy what they're listening to. So please, if you can, leave a review. If you're on Spotify, I think that you can rate it there. I don't know if you can leave like a word review there, but I think you can rate the podcast there. So please do that as well. We've got a lot of subscribers on Spotify, apparently, from what I'm told. So please, 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 Rate, rate the show if you can. I'm pretty sure you can rate the show on there. Also, if you're listening to this and you're not on, uh, if you're not subscribed to the the YouTube channel, go do that as well. It's WWE on Fox on YouTube. That's where you can find Out of Character every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's where you can find clips from Raw. You can find clips from SmackDown, and other stuff on there as well. So make sure that you are subscribed to the WWE on Fox. YouTube channel. Also, go follow WWE on Fox on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're even on TikTok, even though we haven't posted any videos yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You all know if you follow me, I love TikTok, so I'm working on it. I'm trying my best to to get the TikTok page up and running. But go follow us on there because if we have a bunch of followers. We'll have to post the TikToks on there. <laughs> uh, really though, um, this is the first one I've done of Raw and SmackDown roundups via audio. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm in this VO booth in my garage. I'm sweaty. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to do this. It's kind of fun actually. After, after I wore off a little, the nerves wore off a little in the beginning of just talking to yourself. Uh, I kind of enjoyed this. So please, uh, since I did have to talk to myself, give me some feedback. Uh, let me know if I talk too fast, if I should, uh, focus on one thing a little longer, let me know. I want to hear what you guys want to hear from this show. It's going to be solo. It's going to be a little shorter, so it's going to be easier for you to digest in a short amount of time while you're driving to work, while you're cooking, while you're doing whatever. You can listen to this and see what I thought about Raw You can or SmackDown you're not going to hear someone else's opinion like my old shows. You're only going to hear my opinion. So I would love to hear yours as well. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you can find me. So please, please, please let me know what you thought of this show. All right, that's it. I'm done officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin. Well, this isn't out of character. This is the Raw Roundup. I'll have to figure out a fancier way of saying that, but I appreciate you listening.